everybody, welcome to the third episode of To Mary, To Tyler, To More with... Kevin. And Nicole. Woo. Woohoo! If you have not listened to this before, my name is Nicole Yates and this is Kevin Ott. Say hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. And uh, we are watching each of the episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore Show and then uh, running our mouths about it. Yeah. There's 168 episodes. Total, really? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, this is number three. <laughs> <laughs> Season one, episode three. Get comfortable. What's it called, Kev? Uh, Bess, you is my daughter now. Yes. Which I, it feels like that's a reference to something, but I don't know what it's a reference to. Uh, that is a Porgy and Bess. Is it? Bess, Bess, you is my woman. There you go. Now. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Is that is Porgy and Bess? Is that um Rogers and Hammerstein? Gershwin. Gershwin. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, Larry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so this is the third episode and i feel like they're kind of definitely changing gears yeah with this episode yeah i didn't really like this episode that it's, much you know it's an all right episode i didn't think i think in the order of episodes it might have gone later yeah i think maybe they might have obviously i wasn't in the writer's room at that point hmm. but i think maybe in the writer's room they were thinking of all the interactions that mary has with uh the with lou grant and then with like Murray and then Ted, that that's work. Yeah. And then at home, well, well, then there's the dating, but then there's the home with uh, Rhoda, and then and with Phyllis. Phyllis, yeah. And then like maybe how she related to children. Mm-hmm. And this is a very Phyllis centric episode. It's a very Phyllis centric episode, and and you want to hear a fun Cloris Leachman thing that always, I read? Always. Um, Cloris... Every time somebody says to me, "Do you want to hear a fun Cloris Leachman fact?" I always say yes. I think that's a good role to have. The funnest fact about Cloris Leachman is that there are no facts about Cloris Leachman that are not fun. That's true. Well, listen to this. In the, I guess, the 50s, yeah. she lived next door to uh, Judy Garland. Yeah, in, uh, I guess, probably Beverly Hills or Bel Air or okay. one of those places. And uh, her kids were the same age as their kids. And they were friends. And their kids used to come over all the time. And, you know, that wasn't exactly the most stablest of households over at the Garlands. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and they used to come over and eat dinner there all the time and, like, stay over. And she knew, like, she would just say, you can stay here. You want to uh-huh. stay here and, like, make them dinner and, like, you know, let them sleep over with the kids. Yeah. And I guess they probably, the kids all probably went to school together and stuff. And, yeah. and, and, the, and the Garlands kids have said... That, like, she was, like, a second mother to us. So, in real life, she was a very nurturing parent. Yeah. Much like... She, I mean, she's nurturing on Mary Tyler Moore. It's just a different and stupider kind of nurturing. Well, you know, I think what's funny is she's presented as a mother of Bess, who's, what, like, 11, I guess, yeah. at this point. She's presented as the crazy, forward-thinking parent. But a lot of parents raise their kids like that now. Yeah. So, watching it now is almost funny yeah. that that was sort of... It's definitely funny that, like, it's not easy. Let's just say that Cloris's character, Phyllis, likes to use a lot of books. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, she brings in those books and she's like, um, she references them like chapter and verse. And it's like, the, I think part of the reason this episode did not really, uh, I, the big part of the reason this episode, I think, was not a very great episode was because it wasn't very funny. No, um, it wasn't, it, it wasn't very funny. I mean, you know, when, 
in the beginning of the episode, Phyllis comes in and asks Mary if she can keep an eye on Bess for a little bit. Uh-huh. Bess walks in and she's wearing her wig and makeup because yeah. she's pissed at Phyllis. And that's that's actually really gross to me because children wearing makeup I, I find very disgusting. Okay, that's weird. Um, it's, it's gross Well, I mean, me. that kind of makeup. I mean, she was wearing makeup like was an like, 11-year-old girl would put on, which is like a roller. It was like horror makeup. <laughs> well, yeah, like, because you don't know what you're doing and you're just yeah. slapping it on your face and... You yeah. know, it's like clown. It looked like clown makeup, and it and me out. and that's why when Mary was like, "I think it looks terrible," you know, and then yeah. she went and wiped it all off. Yeah. And... But the other reason that I think that this was not a very good episode was because it was it it was sort of of its time. Uh-huh. It's very very. It's not dated because it's not like there aren't parents like that. But yeah. the, those kinds of parents are a very different flavor right now. You know, now yeah. it's like you know, uh, like they all have kids named like Dustin and shit and you know um and like Dakota and Ashley and shit like that and like their kids are oh he's gluten free or like you know oh yeah she has a marshmallow allergy or something like that <laughs> you know it's it's like shit like that but like but my, back then it was that like Dr. Spock my Tobias is allergic to shoelaces yes. yeah uh-huh. yeah well Dr. Spock I mean my mom had that book and I remember reading it as a kid and just yeah. thinking like this is really bizarre yeah but it also, without those kinds of books, I mean, before that, child rearing was like, you, you get the belt kid. and yeah. like, you get the castor oil and the wash your mouth out with soap. So like, I guess it just kind of needed some time to sort of mellow, mellow out yeah. and see what worked and what didn't work. And some of the things that she, like when Bess locks herself, when Mary says to Bess that the, the makeup looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And then Bess gets upset and runs into the bathroom and shuts the door. And the bathroom must be in the back of the closet on that set. I don't really know exactly how that works. But when she came out, or when she's ready to come out, Phyllis had given her a book and she was reading saying, like, I'm always here to have an open and honest discussion. And where it's like kind of corny wordage. Uh I mean, to say to your kid, you know, if you want to talk, I'm always here to talk about whatever Uh is okay. Yeah. It's just the way that she was just kind of like... Mother is here, Bess. Yeah, yeah. To have an open and honest discussion. <laughs> well, what I what I did like about this episode was I, the way it could have gone. Yeah. And the way I think some lazier writers would have taken it would be something in the end where like where Bess like misbehaves and and Phyllis doesn't want to punish her, but Mary punishes her and like gives her like an old fashioned punishment. You know, oh yeah, I, like I think a lazier writer would have made made that happen and sort of reinforce these stupid ideals about how you're supposed to raise kids. Yeah, because it never really. I mean, they, it makes fun of Phyllis, but at no point does it say like that Phyllis is like, well, okay, Mary does come out and say, I think you're a crappy mother to Phyllis. I I don't think she says crappy. I don't think she really meant crappy though, did she? It's well, the the vibe I got from it was Mary. You know, Phyllis was very uh, like concerned. What she's learning from these books is to be positive. Yeah. You know? And then Mary is also very positive and she's very, and you know, she takes Bess out like quote unquote shopping yeah, and they yeah. get ice cream and there's that weird, like not funny uh, montage in the middle. Which, oh, see, but you're, which, which uh, is like from a Neil Simon play or something. I don't know. Yeah. When they're, when they're at the outdoor mall and yeah. they're just kind of walking around and looking at stuff and they get some ice cream and then they're kind of just playing around. Yeah. And... It's very sweet, but it's not fun. And it's, well, I don't think it's it was supposed that to be That's funny. the thing. There are no jokes just, in it. I think it was just supposed to be like, they were having a bonding afternoon. Like she didn't really know anything about Mary and Mary was like, when she says the best, well, do you, maybe we'll go shopping. Well, what do you want to buy? And she's like, nothing. Yeah. We're just going to go window shopping. And that was just kind of a whole... It, it's hard to 
with a kid like especially like a weird kid like Bess, you know, I'm sure it would be hard to kind of get close to a kid like that. Yeah. And, and and that's what that montage was about. Less about funny and more just about like bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was yeah. fine. It would just it just felt like it, even though it's, we're only three episodes in, it feels yeah. like kind of a departure. It was, yeah, it was from the like, natural rhythm of the show. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I like I said, I think <clears throat> I like obviously again, I was not in the writers' room, but it really did seem to me like they had more plans to get to know Bess. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. to have Bess be like a, a bigger part of of the crew instead of just like a kid that just happens to be there with her mom. Mm-hmm. Because technically, she doesn't need to be there with her mom. She could just be like Lars, where you never hear about him. Yeah. You know, or, oh, sorry, you never see him. You hear about him all the time, but you never see him. Yeah. And I don't... Did we discuss whether Lars is the first character like that? No. Like, is he so. the first, like, sort of, like, Maris or Vera? No. I mean, on the Dick Van Dyke show, you didn't see Pickles, yeah. Bunny's wife. You did see her once or twice. Okay. But for the most part, you never seen her. You didn't see Alan Brady for a while. But you did eventually. You did eventually see yeah. him. Never saw Maris. Norm's wife on Cheers. You saw her legs. You saw her once. legs in that episode. And then in that Thanksgiving yeah. episode in the fifth season. Wow. Is it <laughs> with the food fight? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And at the end, she finally shows up and Diane hits her in the face in the, with, with a pie. With a pie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Maris, they went to like, they, they went to great lengths to keep that joke alive. Yes. Yes, they did. There's one episode where she's in like a uh, she's in like a like a hyperbaric chamber or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not her. Yeah, yeah. They really did go to to to, to really long lengths. And did you ever watch um, Playing House? No. On USA. No. With uh, Lennon Parham and Jessica St. Clair. No. The show my is goodness. hilarious. And I feel like you're making it up. No. No. It no. It, it or they had they had a show on NBC called Best Friends Forever. Okay. And that did not go. Okay. And then they, in fact, they're, it, it just got, I think it just got canceled from USA, which is a shame. And Netflix, if you're listening, because I know you listen to everything I do, you should pick it up. They're great. They're just like, they're, they have this hilarious best friend back and forth. Anyway, there's somebody on the show that, that they went to high school with with the nickname of Bird Bones. Oh, God. And like, always reminded me of Maris <laughs> because of the way that they used yeah. to, yeah. Best Friends Forever is, or not Best Friends Forever, uh, sorry, Playing House is, uh, it's a great, it's a great show. That Emily Mortimer on 30 Rock had avian bone syndrome. <laughs> she yes. had hollow bones. Yes. There's, you know what I love about 30 Rock? I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> so many layers yeah. on that show. Yeah. Even like the seasons, because some of the seasons aren't as good as others, I feel, and I'll say it. I love you, Tina Fey, but, you know, sometimes better than others. Yeah. Um, but even the in the not-so-great seasons, there's so much shit buried in there. Yeah. Shows on shows on shows. Milf and... Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I forget what I was going to say. Yeah, anyway, well, 30, 30 Rock was good. Yeah, 30 Rock was, yeah, it was... <laughs> Just so silly, and I remember when it premiered or premiered the same year as uh, Studio Sixty. Studio Sixty. I always want to call it Seventy Seven Sunset Strip, and that is a totally different show. Different show, show yeah. Uh, with Rashida Jones's mom. Uh huh. Um, and uh, they, I remember people saying like, "Oh well, there's two shows about backstages at a Saturday Night Live type show," and you know, 
Aaron Sorkin show is going to do great, and Tina Fey has a show, too. 30 Rock blew up, and Studio blah, 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 whatever the fuck it was called. I think that was a problem, too, is that the name of the show was so hard it was, to remember. Yeah. Well, both the, both shows had numbers in them. Oh, yeah. One of which was divisible by the other. But only studio, <laughs> only studio sixty was so far up its own ass that mm. that they needed Captain Catherine Janeway of the USS Voyager. Was she on that show? What? No. 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 <laughs> they, it was so far up its own ass that they need to send because she has she has experience in getting things from far away. But it's not a good joke. Do you remember that 20 minutes ago when I told you I never watched Voyager? <laughs> when, how, did Voy- I refer, how did I refer to Janeway? That girl. Right. <laughs> oh. And I mean it in the an, nicest of ways. An icon of television feminism <laughs> reduced to that girl. I just couldn't remember. Hey, man, I'm old. Have you seen her on Orange is the New Black? Oh, she's the Russian... Yeah. Yeah, I stopped watching that in the middle of the second season because I just lost my interest. I liked the second season a lot. Yeah. I did not like the first season. I w- it took a lot for me to get through the first season. Well, the first I season, really... half the season was pilot. Yeah. You know, yeah, there yeah. was so much they had to set up. Yeah. And there was so much of her weepy, weepy, I'm in jail, you know. And then, uh, so, it, maybe I did watch the the whole second season. I liked the second and, season a lot. And then I think maybe it was the third season I started to watch it. And it just, I wasn't getting into it. And I just put it aside. Yeah. And I think I watched something else. Or... The problem is, why is Piper still even on it? Because who gives a shit about? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, she, like this... she's like the straight man. Yeah, but she's also like the rich white girl who is in jail on a drug charge uh-huh. that anybody who is not a rich white girl would have gone to jail for. And the, ah, yeah, no, sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring, <laughs> I'm not gonna bring class into it. I promised I wouldn't bring class into it. Well, I mean, the well, class is kind of a theme in the show, you know. It kind of is, but in the sense that, I don't know, like, the show is really celebrated for, like, having characters of all kinds of, like, right. from all different class backgrounds, yeah. you know, from all different gender, from all different genders and, 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 and shapes and sizes, and that's great. Right. Um, but, I mean, look, if the if the best, if the only way to do that is to put them on a show like and have them all be in the orbit of this rich white blonde girl fine i get it but i don't know i think we can get rid of the rich white blonde girl now that's yeah. just how i feel hmm. well how many seasons has it been now five eleven hundred no i don't know it's been a lot <laughs> i think they're on the fifth season i only watched the first two the second season i really liked a lot because the second season was not very piper centric the first season had way too much piper i think it was five i think I want to say five. Okay. I'm going to say five seasons. Uh, but you know, where's Chuck the intern? Do we, we have... get Chuck the intern to look okay. this up? Do we have is Chuck? This, is this a character we're making? Should I be... <laughs> Do I need to do a voice now? No, and you just ruined it. <laughs> Thanks. I'll try it later. I... <laughs> we'll, ch- I... we'll check in with do, Chuck do later. We need, do we need Jimmy Fallon here to do the man in the box? <laughs> oh, the man in the box. Yeah. Anyway, Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, there's. I would love to say more about this episode, but there's but really not a whole lot. It's not a good, which episode. is a problem since this 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 podcast is about yeah. this episode. Yeah, and Rhoda doesn't really do anything. There's really Rhoda, no B story. Rhoda feeds she feeds a, a non-fat prune yogurt to a buffalo. Oh yeah, she gets a ticket. For, it's really like, weird. She feeding gets a ticket yogurt for to feeding a buffalo. A buffalo Where, was the buffalo at the zoo. At the zoo, okay. Um, and it was like a tw- it was a twenty three dollar ticket. 
Yeah. Which then was like an $80 ticket. Yeah. And like she had to borrow the money from Mary. Yeah. And that was just, it was a weird, it was not, it was not a B story. It was not a runner. It was just kind of It was of just a... a joke that showed up twice. Yeah. There was really, it's a very odd, oddly written episode. No real anything going on at the station. Uh-huh. Like There was a good Ted joke where he mixed up vegetarian and veterinarian. That is a good one. That's a pretty good, there's a good, yeah, so there's a good Ted Baxter joke. Lou had a couple of decent lines. There was the whole thing where like, where uh, uh, Mary was telling Lou not to swear and he had to bottle it all up and then he had Ted Baxter sent into him so he could swear at Ted. Right, yeah, Chris, yeah. because Bess, Bess came to see her at the station and Lou yeah. was like, I can't swear when there's children here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send me Ted Baxter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, Bess and Murray had a good, they had a good rapport. Oh yeah, she started to, he, he said, why don't you write an essay for school? Although uh-huh. I have never met a, met a kid that age who was like, I'll write an essay for school. Yeah. For what? Yeah. Right? You can't just show up with a freelance essay for yeah. school. Like teachers don't have enough work to do. Right. They got a great, great papers. Great. They, get, they got, they got their, their weapons training now. Oh, well. Because yeah. we're making them carry guns. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Obama. I'll tell you what, man, you know, talking about the guns at school, like teenagers are so obnoxious. I think it's more dangerous to give a gun to a high school teacher because, I mean, I have taught high school. Those kids are obnoxious. Yeah. And you get that day after day after day and that gun starts going to start looking good. I would murder a lot of them. Yeah. 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 A lot of those kids are lucky they make it out of that school without someone strangling them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway. So, yeah, I mean, there. this episode is like not great. It really, it's gauzy. It's just sort of non, it's, well, it's like this, well, let's talk this about the, gossamer strand of, of, of whisper thin moonlight. Well, let's talk about the wrap up, the wrap up. Okay. Um, when Phyllis comes to get Bess yeah. and Bess is like, no, I want to stay here. Uh-huh. And Phyllis is like, okay. Yeah. And Mary's like, huh? No, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey. And Mary, it's interesting because like that, I feel like there are so many like, like, okay, so I did say a moment ago, and I stand by it. I stand by what I said four seconds ago, um, which is what that... Chuck? Uh, poor Chuck? Yeah, about Ch- Chuck. Oh, my God. Poor that Chuck. Poor voiceless bastard. Um, I stand by what I said a second ago about the show. Like, it could have been lazier, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't go the lazy route, and that's great. But they're also... I feel like there were some good opportunities for conflict that were not taken. Mm-hmm. Um, Bess was... Like, like Mary went to Phyllis mm-hmm. because, like, Bess didn't seem to be sort of, like, cramping Mary's style or anything like that. Well, she was kind of. I mean, she was showing up at the office when she was, like, still working. I guess, but it was, like, Mary was fine. Mary seemed fine with it. Like, the, like the only one who really impacted was, was Lou. Yeah, it's true. You know? And, and Lou actually wound up, wound up happy because he got to swear at Ted. Yeah. You know? So... It's not like Bess wasn't really causing anyone any problems. Yeah, that's true. And it's not like like if Mary had like wanted to go on a date or like bring a guy home. Didn't she ask Phyllis to babysit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she went down to talk to her uh-huh. in in Phyllis's like art room. Yeah. How big is that house? Right. That she's got a whole big room just to like do sculpture. Do we know what Lars does? He's a, a podiatrist. I okay. Think. So this is back. This is back in the the those. The bygone days of in, in America where you could buy a house. 
Oh, yeah. And live in it. In the 70s, people bought houses all the time. Right? You could have like three or four. But they must live on the first floor. There must be lots of rooms on the first floor. Yeah. And I guess like a couple of rooms upstairs because I think there's another woman on her floor. There's another one? I think there's somebody else that lives on the floor too. Okay. This is somebody. Okay. And then Rhoda's upstairs in the... I don't think it's very up to code attic. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Rhoda's up in the, she's in the Harry Potter cabinet. Dude, she's, yeah, right? She's like up in the lights. I would be, yeah. She's like up there hanging with the Billy Joel banner at the Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag deep cuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's, like, she must make no money to live in that dank apartment. Rhoda. Rhoda? Yeah, it's like one room. Yeah, well, she's she's really desperate for, for you know, for a man to marry. This was... Yeah, but again, what's this have to do with having an apartment? Well, this is during a time when, like, you know, you could... Well, you think you, nobody was going to rent to her? No, no, you could be a woman and you could say, I want to get married to a wealthy man and not have people... And that was, like, a legitimate viable option. Like nobody's gonna say to you, you shiftless, good for for nothing. You you need to get you need to get a career of your own. Nobody would have said that to you then. That's if true. You she said, did have a career though. She did the window dressings at the department store. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I mean that was and she was good at it apparently. Yeah. Although I did watch the pilot for Rhoda. By the way, is on Hulu. Oh okay. And I watched the pilot. Okay. And apparently in the pilot, she just goes back to New York to visit, meets Joe, mm-hmm. and calls out of work and stays another week just so she could keep on dating Joe. At what point in in the Mary Tyler Moore show was that had, had the Mary Tyler Moore show been off? No, it was like the 5th season. Okay. Yeah. So she left that show. She she basically did she pulled an angel. I th- Right. She left to be on her own show in yeah, a different city. Yeah. Her and Phyllis left and Mary moved out of that apartment. Okay. This is spoilers. Moves out of the apartment and then gets an apartment in like a high rise. Okay. Um, and that's like during the time that's like this, like the season before that is like the, the, the introduction of, uh, Betty White. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, uh, Su- Sue Ann. Yeah. Sue yeah. Ann uh-huh. and Sue Ann Evans and, um, Ted's wife. Uh, who the the girl that Ted eventually marries, who played, here's a deep cut, uh, Robert's wife's mother on Everybody Loves Raymond. Wow. God damn, I can't remember her name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She kind of talks like this. Okay. And I can't remember her. No. Um, (laughs) And uh, so, yeah. So so they, they actually did a really great job introducing new characters. And the only show that I could think of that did a that did just as good a job is Cheers. Yeah. When they introduced Woody when Coach died. Uh-huh. And then when Shelley Long left and Kirstie Alley came in. And I love the Rebecca years because she's a complete loon on the show. Georgia Engel. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, and now that you see her picture, you know who she is. Yes. Yes, yes okay. I do. I do. Um, she is like the sort of spiritual cousin to uh to julie haggerty like there should be a movie where she and julie haggerty play mother and daughter she's julie haggerty she's uh she's the love interest from uh she's stewardess from uh, airplane oh yeah 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. oh wow yeah uh, hashtag deep cut yeah <laughs> you want to talk deep cut did you ever see the movie just friends that had julie haggerty in it it was ryan reynolds and uh anna faris 
Yeah, he was fat. Amy Smart, I think. Right? Yeah. He's the one where he wears the fat suit. He wears the fat suit in the beginning because in the beginning he and Amy Smart are like, they're in high school. And they're just friends. And they're just friends. And then and he like, wants to nail her when he gets like skinny. Well, he falls in love with her. Well, he's in love with her the whole time. Yeah. But like he doesn't tell her how he feels. But then he does tell her how he feels and it becomes this like everybody makes fun of him. And so he leaves, uh, uh, moves to Hollywood grows up to become Ryan Reynolds, like like hot Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, you know, uh, he makes a lot of money, but then he goes back to his hometown, bringing Anna Faris with him, who is this, like, Britney Spears type. Uh-huh. Funny as... I, really? I love that movie. It's really funny. It's uh, really speaking funny. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds... Yeah. You know, this week... Yeah. Uh, David Ogden Stiers died. Yeah. Who was on Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place with Ryan Reynolds... Was he on it just once, or was he? No, he was a recur- he was a recurring character for like the first couple seasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know who my favorite David Ogden Sears character is? I'm guessing uh, Winchester. Martian Manhunter. Where did, where did he play Martian Manhunter? He played Martian Manhunter on the pilot. Um, the there was like a Justice League pilot. It wasn't live pilot. action. Yeah. Uh huh. Live action. It was like it was like Green Lantern and the Flash and like Fire and Ice and um. Uh, somebody else, but Martian Manhunter was was one of the characters, and he was played by David David. Ogden. You know what Martian Manhunter looks like, right? Yeah, he's like green, and he's got the blue cross. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it was and it was him. It was it was really. Yep, yep. What was channel Winchester. was that on? I think it was. It might have been ABC, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a oh, it's a well, thousand a kinds of terrible. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he did a lot of voice work recently. And he was, yeah, oh, he was, he was a voice on Beauty and the Beast. And it was so weird when he died and everybody was like, oh my God, the voice of the clock died. The voice of the clock died. And I was like, wait, that's the Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. 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 He was the voice of the clock. In the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. I didn't know that either. Because I was too busy knowing that Jerry Orbach was the voice of the candelabra. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was too busy not giving a shit about that movie because I just don't give a shit about that movie. I love Beauty and the Beast. Oh, whatever. It's a tale as old as time. You know what? I ate at Be Our Guest and it's very overrated, okay? <laughs> Every 10 minutes they go, the Beast is now seeing visitors in his waiting room. And then he walks across the dining room and then yeah. all the kids go running. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Do the plates scream as you eat off of them because they used to be people? No, but they do have a dessert called the gray stuff. And since I didn't watch the whole movie and yeah. didn't, they didn't click in my head what that meant, I uh-huh. kept saying to my mom, why did they call it the gray stuff? Yeah. I, I just made the reservation just because it just it had just opened. Yeah. And like, it was, there were just two of us, so it was easy to get a table. Yeah. And we sat by the Christmas tree, and it was nice. But like, anyway, I don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that live action movie that they just made that my roommate was like, it was so good. And I was like, oh. it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You, you guys are missing me making that motion with my hand. It was. Yeah, no, she's doing the jerk off motion. Let the record show <laughs> that the, uh, it was not as good as the Cinderella that, that they made a few years ago. Uh, that oh, with uh, Amy Adams? Was No, no. You're thinking of Enchanted. Oh, I heard that, that was, was good. That, Enchanted is very good. But yeah. Cinderella was um, Lily something. Tomlin? No, yeah, it was Lily Tomlin. <laughs> um, uh, no, <laughs> Lily Tomlin is Cinderella. No, um, her her name might not even be Lily. She was just in that Gary Oldman. Uh, wow, you. <laughs> you really, you really did it. You're... 
<laughs> you really entertain yourself. I can't, if I can't amuse yeah. myself, what good am I? You know? um, no. Uh, anyway, uh, she was on um, Downton Abbey, and she was just in that Gary Oldman movie where he plays Winston Churchill, um, and she's blonde and British. Lily Pulitzer? Sure. No, I forget oh, her name. Know. But she's... In, anyway, it was really good. Kenneth Branagh directed it. Oh. Um, uh, Kate Blanchett was in it. She was the evil stepmother. Did you, did you hear that hot goss about Kenneth Branagh? No. You know how he was married to... What's her face? Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson, yeah. You see, you've seen Love Actually, right? Yes. And the scene where she realizes that he's been cheating on yeah, her. Yeah, uh-huh. She was talking about that on some TV show or something, yeah. and she was like, I, well, I had been through something like that just that recently. Oh. And it was, it, she was talking about when she found out that he was cheating on her with, um, you know. Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> she, was, she was in Cinderella. Who? Helena Bonham Carter. She was? Yeah. Yeah, she was the uh, she was the um, fairy godmother. Oh, I still say like she hasn't found a role that's as good as the role that she was in in Fight Club. Um, yeah. If you can say the phrase, I haven't been fucked like that since, since grade, grade school. school. Yeah, like yeah. You know what the alternate line for that was? What I want to have your abortion. That's not as good. No, it's not. No. no. Um, and it's not as good as Tracy Morgan's I want to take it back behind the junior high and get, and get pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> so wait, did, did Kenneth Branagh give Emma Thompson a, a Joni Mitchell CD for Christmas that she thought was a necklace, like in Love Actually? Is that how that happened? No, no. I think she was just was thinking about those memories and doing like a sense memory thing. Are you making a joke or are you just asking me? I'm making a joke. Oh, it's sorry. Just, it's not landing. It's just not. It's still... Still circling. It's in a holding We're pattern. For the learner. <laughs> Speaking of Helena Bonham Carter and people who I think were poorly cast in Harry Potter movies. I thought she was um, great in that Potter movies. I thought she was good, but I just think it was a little on the nose. You know what I mean? Well, it was a little well, on the nose. Because she's done all the Tim Burton movies? Cause, yeah, cause, and she just played the like Tim Burton character in it. It yeah, was, but that's the way I sort of I uh, sort of picture it's, the. It's not bad casting. It's just like I just I don't know. Well, I mean, if you want to really get into it, let's get into it and talk about the Harry Potter movies a little bit. Well, what I would I, I was using that as a segue to oh. say I actually think that Kenneth Branagh was really poorly cast as Gilroy Lockhart because not that I think he did look he acquitted he's a great actor he acquitted himself very well he did really well in the role yeah. I feel like, I remember when I read that book, uh-huh. I, when I was reading it, uh-huh. I cast Hugh Grant in that role in my head. I think, I, I don't think, think he would have worked in that. I don't really? think he would have worked. Okay. No, I don't. Um, I think that would have been a little too on the nose because he is a dandy. Okay. You know what I mean? Have you seen Paddington 2? Um, I saw, when the first Paddington movie came out, yeah. I saw something on YouTube that made him look like a serial killer. The Paddington, Paddington? Bear. Okay. Like he, and. Like deliberately? Yeah. Okay. All right. And it was some kind of like mashup. <laughs> okay. And I haven't watched those movies because I keep going into it thinking that the bear is going to start like stabbing people. No. So I haven't. No. It'll make your, it like you'll get that little, like, little Grinch inset of your heart. And it'll, it'll grow through <laughs> sizes. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's both movies. Wait, but is he in it? Um, he, well, uh, Hugh Grant is in the second movie. Yeah. And after we saw it, Alana, my lovely wife, who, who I should say agrees with me about Hugh Grant being a better Gilderoy Lockhart than, uh, uh, um, Kenneth Branagh. Uh-huh. 
when we saw that movie, she said, you know, if you ever wanted real proof of your assertion that Hugh Grant should have been Gilderoy Lockhart, it's right there in Paddington 2. Really? Yeah. Well, now I have to see it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's still out. Is it still out? I think it might have just, I think it just left the theater. I'm sure you can see it somewhere. I mean, it'll probably pop up on HBO soon then. Yeah. Um, Was he play Gilderoy? He's a bad guy in it. <gasps> Um, and he's, he's a, he's a washed up actor who's like full of himself. You know, what's a great movie. Uh, Paddington two electric boogaloo, (laughs) um, four weddings and a funeral is still a good movie. Uh, Do you want to know a fact about me? You hate it. I've never never seen it. I've never seen it. You should see it. I've never seen it. It really like, it's good. You know why it's good? If you watch Brickcons. From the nineties, okay. yeah, yeah. it's everybody from all those shows. They're all in it. Okay, isn't is Andy McDowell in that? Yes, she's the American. I don't buy Andy McDowell. Um, I think I think she works because she's not stereotypically Hollywood beautiful. Okay, but she is is the thing. Uh, I think that's the, those horsey teeth. I think she's sold to us as someone who's very different, but she's not. I think she needs a retainer. And she's got that accent that I don't buy. Clear braces. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she's got that, like, southern accent that's supposed to be folksy and charming. Yeah. I don't buy it. No? Maybe it's real. Maybe it's even real. It is real. real. Maybe, but I don't buy it. No? No. Well, you think she's from, like, Florida? It's like, you know, have you seen this guy on YouTube? He's he's the liberal redneck. <laughs> and he no. basically... He's pretty cool. He's, like, he's, got, he's this guy. He's got this, like, twangy southern accent, and he goes on and he talks about how, like, we need gun control and we need universal health care. Mm-hmm. And he has all these great opinions, but it's, like, it's mostly, like, he's cool, but it's, you know... Right. It's so that... Yeah. I don't know. It's so that liberals can feel good about themselves. I don't know. And, and I don't think he's doing an act. He's probably not doing an act. But if I found out that he was doing an act... I would be like, okay, I get it. And I get why you did the act. Uh-huh. I don't blame you for doing the act. Uh-huh. And I think Annie McDowell's sort of the same way. I think it's like, I maybe that's her real accent, but she might, accent. she might, it's this like, I'm Andy McDowell. I, I eat corn pone and possum grits and, and you know, it's like, <laughs> it, it's, it's okay. this like, it's this super folksied up Southern. I, I don't, I I think she is Southern. I think she she's from the same state as, uh, what's his name? That guy who cheated on his wife um, when she had cancer. He ran for vice president. Um, John Edwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, whichever, whichever, whichever Carolina he's from is the one that she's from. I don't know. I don't remember. Right? Does anybody know the difference? No. We need to combine the two of them. I don't think anybody really cares what state that guy's from. Let me just look it up. Chuck, anyway. look it up, Chuck. Where's Chuck? Fucking Chuck. I hate how he never talks. He's worth all of the nothing that we pay <laughs> I, Chuck. I want to know what his voice sounds like so I can imitate it. <laughs> oh, he's 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 behind the glass. He's pointing to the microphone oh, saying look. that it's not working. There he is. Eh. So you really hate her that much? No, I don't hate her. I think she's fine. She's in Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is a great movie. Yes, it she's is. She's great in Groundhog Day. That's true. I just think that I, I think that there's a certain thing about her that is played up you know uh-huh. she's good in sex lives she, and video she's doing a thing. that is an excellent film and yeah. she's good in it 
Um, she's good in those hair commercials that she does. She's from Gaffney, South Carolina. There, she, there you go. That's, Damn, she's fifty nine. Gaffney, like Gaffney. Come on, that's Gaffney, like Gaffney, South that's, Carolina. That's like somebody said, like, what's a good name for like a like a southern hick town? Gaffney. And they and they came up with that. Oh, she remember she's in Grace Stoop, Legend of Tarzan. I do remember that. Nineteen eighty four, baby. Do you remember how Madeline Stowe stopped getting jobs because we didn't need her anymore? Because we had Andy McDowell. Poor Madeline Stowe. Remember Madeline Stowe was in like a bunch of stuff. She's in that movie with Kurt Russell and Ray Liotta, where Ray Liotta was like a dirty cop, and Kurt Russell was married to Madeline Stowe. And Ray Liotta was like, it was, okay, so in the 90s, yeah, yeah. we had that period of time yeah, in the 90s. it was called, it was like Dark Blue or something like that. It, was it wasn't called. Dark Blue, that's a different movie. But oh, but it had sorry. a, no, it had a title like that. Okay. Um, and in the 90s, we had this stretch of movies like, like there was Misery, uh-huh. there was Hand That Rocks the Cradle, uh-huh. there was this movie, there was Single White Female, like these sort of like obsession thrillers uh-huh. where one person got obsessed with another one and yeah, made yeah. people's uh-huh, lives uh-huh, miserable. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like Cape Fear, you know, even though that was a remake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Um, Do you remember on Seinfeld when they did the Uncle Leo Cape Fear? No. I remember on The Simpsons when they did the Sideshow Bob Cape Fear. It was Uncle Leo, and uh, for you, what was he doing? Did he get locked when it was when he got locked up for stealing the batteries, maybe? Oh, God. And he was. And I think uh, I think it said hello. Okay. On his, on his knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> on Sideshow Bob, since they only have three fingers and a thumb, it yeah. said love, L U V. Uh-huh. And hate H A T, but the A had like, like the long vowel line over it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, this movie was great. Uh huh. It was awesome. Wait, what movie? Uh, the what well, the Kurt Russell one. Oh yeah, with yeah. Wasn't it, it's was not it Deep Blue? No. Dark Blue. Dark Blue is a different Kurt Russell movie, I believe. Turquoise. <laughs> Maybe yeah. It's where he's a cop. Kurt Russell's like an architect or some shit in this. Yeah, I rem- It was. There was an architect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up. You look it up. We pay Chuck a whole lot of nothing to do it. Oh, hang on, I'll find it. It's a really. Did it's he a re- just run out to get you in and out burger? I'm gonna look. Yes, that's where we went. Um, I'm gonna look up. Uh, um, wait, who's the, uh, Madeline Stowe? Because she's the one. She did some pirate movie too. I think I remember her doing some kind of pop, um, fucking pirate something or other. Are you thinking of Cutthroat Island? Because that's Gina Davis. Oh yeah, Gina Davis. Olympic champion in archery. She was in Last of the Mohicans. Who? Madeline Stowe, remember? No. People forget that. I didn't watch that. It's Daniel Day Lewis, the greatest actor of our time. Hey. She's in Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, she's in Twelve Monkeys. Um, she's good in Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys is a good movie. That's uh, Harry Gilliam, man. Oh, she was in We Were Soldiers. God, what a terrible movie. Um We Were Soldiers Once and Young, which yeah. is the name of the book. Oh, good job. Thanks. She was in the General's Daughter too. Remember the General's Daughter? That's a terrible movie. Was that too. a spin off of Major Dad? It was <laughs> <laughs> no, but it happens in the same universe. <laughs> it's not unlawful entry. Oh right, right. Which is right, like it, right. it, like it seems like it should be a double entendre. <laughs> Wouldn't it be unlawful back entry? <laughs> well, set in West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> hey Anyway, yeah, it's Kurt Russell and um and Madeline Stowe and Ray Liotta uh-huh. and. Uh, Ken Lerner, who is the guy in The Running Man who says to Arnold, here, sign my back victim. And Arnold stabs him with the pen. Oh. Yeah. He's in it. And then a whole bunch of other people who I don't know who they are. Well, isn't that interesting? It's a really cool movie. 
It's a cool movie. It's one of those cool... I love all those movies. What's it called? Dark Entry? Unlawful Entry. Okay. Hey, you know what they're making a sequel to? What? Um, that shark movie with LL Cool J. Oh, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, that's a yeah. great movie. The sharks swim backwards and shit. Uh-huh, yeah. It's got one of the best death scenes of any movie ever. Which one's that? That's Samuel L. Jackson. Refresh when my memory. Samuel L. Jackson gives like the great stirring speech about how they're going to get out of there and they're going to live and they're going to survive. Uh-huh. And then the shark eats him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah. they're going to make a sequel to that. I think it's funny that you called it the shark movie with LL Cool J when Samuel L. Jackson was in it as because well. Because it was LL Cool J's first big acting role. Was it? Yeah. That was his first like movie movie. Do you remember what was interesting about him in that movie? He was a scientist or some shit. He was a chef, which is <laughs> it's close. like a kitchen scientist. <laughs> um, I don't know. And he had a bird. Oh, right. He had like a little parakeet that sat on his shoulder and uh, talked. Yeah. Well, you sure showed me, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot Steve Jackson was in that movie. I mean, it's a, it's... It's not a good movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. You know? Like, like, much like Unlawful Entry. <laughs> right. Right. Speaking of really good Kurt Russell movies, you know what's a really good Kurt Russell movie? Overboard? Breakdown. Oh. No? I don't know if I... Don't oh, know. it's so good. Kurt Russell and Kathleen Quinlan are married. Uh-huh. They're driving cross-country. Kathleen Quinlan, Quinlan. She's another one that disappeared. Yeah. Well, again, we have Mary McDonald. Oh. We don't need Kathleen Quinlan oh. anymore. Okay. So they drive across country and watch Well, no, she disappeared around the time Mary McDonald was in um, uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Right? And then it was like, oh, well, I guess we don't need Kathleen Quinlan anymore. So come on, wrap it up. Anyway, Carlson and Kathleen Quinlan are married. Yeah. They're driving cross country. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As we hit the 44 <laughs> minute mark. Nicole just looked at the time and saw how long it's been since we've actually talked about the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, they're driving cross country. Yes. They break down in their car oh. hence the title and in the middle, a lot, is there a lot of banjo music there is no movie? banjo movie, music but there is a lot of like sort of heavy metal-ish kind of oh, um, the modern day banjo music n- yeah it's ban- all banjos eventually do you turn- like my banjo playing uh, yes I do okay. all banjos eventually <laughs> turn into like axe guitars nice um, if you just leave them alone long enough do they play like the Randy Rhodes flying V nice yes uh, you know the guitars that are like double guitars <laughs> Um, so they, they break down right right, on the side in the middle of the desert Uh truck pulls up. Yeah. The truck is driven by none other than the great JT Walsh. Oh, the late great JT Walsh. He gets out. That guy was in everything. Yeah. Uh huh. And as you can probably imagine, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Right. He gets out of the truck. He says, he says, Hey, I'll take your wife to the next town or your something. Your really pretty. Right. He, he's very nice. He's yeah. like a good guy. You know, he says, I'll take your truck to the, I'll take your wife to the next town. You wait with the car for the, uh, for AAA to come or whatever. You know, JT Walsh disappears with Kathleen Quinlan. And the whole movie is Kurt Russell trying to get his wife back. Where's my wife? It's, it's that. It's that. It's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And it's awesome. It's like, I just want my wife back, you know? Okay, real quick. How did you like, and then we had to wrap this up. Yeah. How did you like Kurt Russell in the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 movie? Oh, he's great, I thought. Is there nothing that guy can't do? No, no, nothing. Kurt Russell is the best a- actor in the history of the I mean, of when he gives cinema. that speech in Miracle. Uh huh. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I feel sad. You just watch that speech? Actually, I'll watch the video of the little kid that gives the speech. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm sad, I pretend to be Jack Burton driving the Pork Chop Express. 
from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I actually saw that movie for the first time a couple months ago. That's... That is a terrible movie. But it's great. <laughs> it is great. I loved it when I was a kid, and a I still racist. love it. It's a lot racist. Well, I was trying to be nice, but yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's extreme. It's, 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 it's the kind of racism where you can... It's It almost wasn't racism then, because it was like... Okay, it was racism. Let's just say that. But it was like, there weren't any white directors saying, let's make a movie about Asian people. Right? I mean, okay, yeah, white hero, stranger in a strange land, mysterious, inscrutable uh, uh, Eastern people. Okay, all that's super racist. But nobody else was making those movies then. So Nobody so else in Hollywood. So, so I guess the question is, would you rather have this semi-racist movie and have some uh, representation yeah. or no movie... And no representation. That's a good question, and I don't think I'm equipped to answer it because I'm white. Yes. But but I will say that at the time, having... And also, having all the Asian characters be, like, the leaders, mm-hmm. and and having Jack Burton be, like, a total boob, Yeah. that was a big step. That's true. Um, he was a boob. Yeah. And, a hot boob, but a boob nonetheless. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, super, super, super duper racist, but maybe not that racist. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Again, though, white. Yeah. We should leave this to the We probably should stop talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. And by professionals, we mean actual Asian people. Yes. Um, Nicole's okay. white. Nicole's white, too, just FYI. Yeah, yeah. I'm Eastern European white, the worst kind. Um <laughs> So, uh, you know, I'll talk to my friend Matt Sang about it. You okay. Know, we'll see what Matt has to say. Okay. Um, we'll see. Whereas I like to call him Matty Sang, and then he punches me when I say that, because nobody calls him Matty. Oh, but okay. anyway, um, so, all right, so back to the Mary Tyler Moore show. So yeah. at the end of the episode, Bess goes home because she thinks that her mom needs her, yeah. which was a nice way to wrap it up. Yeah. And then this terrible episode is over. Yeah. Uh, what is the next episode? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, we can look it up, though. Yeah, why don't you look it up I while I tell everybody right here. that they should check us out on social media, you guys. We are on uh, Instagram as two, the number two, Mary, number two, Tyler, number two, more. Check us out there. And check us out on uh, the Facebook. You can look us, look at us up there. And uh, we are also on Twitter. Check us out there. We don't really post anything on Twitter, but we're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Instagram, we have a fun little thing. And Facebook, we have a fun thing. And we're going to post more fun things. Are we on Pinterest? No. Why would we be on? There's no reason for a, for podcasts to be on Pinterest. I don't understand. Pinterest is stupid. Why? Because uh, I'm on Pinterest a lot because we're planning a wedding. Well, yeah, because so. you're planning a wedding. Yeah. Are we on Foursquare? Remember Foursquare? I love Foursquare. I once went to Disney World and tagged my, like, checked in every place I went. Yeah. It was so much fun. And that, what they did to that app is is the gold standard. It had a step on your own dick. Because what happened was, it was an awesome, awesome app. So everybody uh-huh. I knew used it. Companies uh-huh. were starting to come around to it to, like, check in, check in, check in. And then they split it into two different apps. Now it's Foursquare and Swarm. And you couldn't take your badges that you use, like, they, and they, they wrecked their whole, they, they wrecked it. Nobody uses Swarm or Foursquare anymore. Well, I guess you told me. Why do you use it? No. I, oh. I, I barely remember what Foursquare is. 
by London. It, you just checked in different places, and then you would get like funny little badges for, for different things. Foursquare is it's it's um it's real life Aviato. What's Aviato? That's the uh that's um uh what's his name from uh, uh that show with the thing where they're computers. Um, it's Terry. Tron. No, it's uh Terry. No, not Terry. T.J. Miller. It's T.J. Miller's app from Silicon Valley. Oh. That sort of was a flash in the pan and nobody gave a shit about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, right. Oh, yeah. The next episode of the Mary Tyler Moore Show yes. is titled Divorce Isn't Everything. Oh. Oh. And here's what it's about. I know. I, I watched. I know what it's about. Rhoda convinces Mary to join the Better Luck Next Time Club, an organization for divorced people, so they can take advantage of its discounted charter flights to Paris. Yes. They want to take a they want to take a vacation in Paris, and yeah. they know that they do group things, so they decide to go to these meetings, and they get wrapped up in looniness. Yeah, and it's actually a really interesting episode because divorce was it wasn't really a thing, but it was a yeah, thing. Yeah, it was starting to it be was, people were starting to actually be able to admit that they were divorced and be able to and it be actually the social stigma was disappearing. It, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My mom got got divorced in '84, and it was there was still like a th- like people look really. It was yeah. not an accepted well, thing to do. Catholics, right? No, just in general, it was just kind of like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, what's weird? What? So the interesting thing about this episode is, you know, Rhoda, mm-hmm. an artist who lives in an attic. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. You know, vacation in Paris. Yeah, it's the. I, they actually say how much the ticket is. It's okay. like a two hundred dollar ticket or something like okay. that, which is, even then, was like. Six hundred dollars, which is still cheap even now. Yeah, a thousand years later. Yeah, so that's why they were trying to do it. Okay, there's a lot of numbers here. Yeah, I'll have to watch the episode. Yes, and we will talk about it next week on. Okay. To Mary. To Tyler. Two, two more. more. <laughs> we didn't plan that. It just happened. It that just way. happened. So join me and Kevin and our audio engineer Chuck. Um, <laughs> as we roll through these episodes, and if you have anything you want to tell us about, if we got something wrong, yeah, like when uh, Kevin called Richie um, on the Dick Van Dyke show, Larry. Oh yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, um, but his real name is Larry, right? Yeah, but that uh, yeah, but but still, anyway, let it go. That's I blame. I blame <laughs> Chuck. Is who I blame. Hey, um, you know Chuck's our facts checking department too. next week we'll talk more about the mary tyler moore show and not sort of go down these garden paths into kurt russell movies because <laughs> i think it's going to be a better episode i don't blame I us so. for this i no, blame it was, i blame the show it was it was a not great ep- it's I a mean, weak episode uh, yeah it was yeah i don't think that it i think it would have been better like in the middle of the run yeah than the third episode although i like again i get what they were trying to do but it just kind of failed yeah yeah so Anyway, join us next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, everybody. You can catch us all over the internet. Uh, You can catch us on Twitter at the number 2 MTM podcast. You can catch us on Instagram at 2Mary2Tyler2More. That's the number 2. And you can also catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 2Mary2Tyler2More. Please come back soon.